Tom Ginsburg has rolled up his sleeves and helped a number of countries, including Tunisia, draft new constitutions. He teaches international law at the University of Chicago, and he's taken a close look at Egypt's draft constitution, and he sees one big winner. Tom, who does this draft constitution reward, in your view? Well, in my view, the real winner here is the military. While the Islamists and the opposition are fighting it out in the streets of Cairo, the military's uh, safely ensconced in the barracks. But looking at the provisions of the draft constitution, they seem to have really come out quite well. And what provisions actually are there in the constitution that are going to help the military? For one thing, there used to be a body called the National Defense Council in Egypt, which oversaw strategy and military affairs. And uh, the new constitution bifurcates that into two separate bodies, one of which is civilian-led, which is supposed to deal with strategy. But the other is, again, still called the National Defense Council, which is responsible for, among other things, the military budget. It consults on draft laws, and it also gets to consult on declarations of war, the deployment of forces. That body, uh, if you count the members, has a majority of military officers on it. So the military seems to retain a kind of veto power over where they will be used and who's going to control their budget. Is it your understanding that the military in Egypt had uh, input in drafting this constitution? Not that we know of. Of course, there probably was some consultation behind the scenes. I'm told by sources there that uh, military officers are are pretty happy with the draft, and and I certainly can see why. They didn't have to publicly assert their red lines, but they maintain many of the prerogatives of the Mubarak period. And the Constitution, does it stop short of creating an Islamist theocracy? That's a good question. You know, there's certainly been a lot of concern about the provisions on Islam in the Constitution. That seems to be one of the main issues that's being fought about today in Cairo. With many constitutions, we'll have provisions saying that Islamic law is a source of law. Islamic interpretation will constrain certain rights and privileges. The devil is always in the details over who administers these things and who interprets them. For many years, Egypt's Islamic provisions were interpreted by a supreme constitutional court that was very secular. I think one of the concerns that the liberals in Egypt have today is if the courts were to become much more Islamic, that might, down the road, lead to uh, much stricter interpretations. In addition, Al-Azhar Mosque is mentioned in the constitution and gets to consult on matters related to Islam. Uh, it's not clear what that means, but one might imagine an interpretation which would allow Al-Azhar to actually weigh in on what the courts ought to be doing in interpreting the provisions. How would you assess the whole drafting of Egypt's constitution right now? I mean, it seems to have kind of gone off the rails. And if so, when did that happen? You might say that there would be no worse way to draft a constitution than the way Egypt has done it. Really? Uh, How did they do it? That's so bad. Well, it's been helter-skelter from the beginning. Mubarak had carefully uh, designed the constitution to serve his interests. And as soon as he fell from power, there was a series of amendments to get rid of the most egregious provisions that empowered the president. Shortly thereafter, though, just two weeks after that, the military issued its constitutional declaration, which uh, it announced was suspending the constitution and would govern the transition period. So there was, uh, from the very outset, confusion over which rules were going to govern. Was it going to be the 1971 constitution as revived, which is actually not that bad a document, or was it going to be this military declaration? After the parliamentary elections last year, they formed a constituent assembly Uh, But a few months after that, the courts declared that constituent assembly to be unconstitutional. They've had many chances to have an inclusive process which brings everyone together. But in any case, what they have now is they've really, really blown it on the process and they've created a lot of fear about that new dictatorship emerging.
Tom Ginsburg teaches international law at the University of Chicago and runs the Comparative Constitutions Project. Thank you. Thanks for having me on the show.